Welcome to Between Two Barrels, a twice-weekly podcast recorded at Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Between Two Barrels is a show that highlights legends of all shapes and sizes from across the state of Tennessee. From the queen of country Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman. From our head distiller to our legendary staff and products. On this show, you will learn some terms of the alcohol industry, as well as learn some awesome recipes for food and cocktails alike. Join us as we journey through the volunteer state to bring you stories of legends that involve the beautiful state of Tennessee, from country music as well as rock and roll royalty, cryptids, distillery origins, carbonated beverage beginnings, and everything in between. This show truly highlights what makes a legend a Tennessee legend. Welcome back, Legends, to another episode of the Between Two Barrels podcast, right here in Studio 66 on Highway 66 at Tennessee Legend Distillery, Sevier County, the loft that is a little higher than our Tyrannosaurus Rex head, Benny. Yes, who is donning his festive holiday uh, stocking cap and beard Mm -hmm. by this point. Absolutely, because this is the last day of November, so we are finishing up our thankfulness for one of our inventions from the state of Tennessee in this second parter of Do the Dew, talking about the creation and legend that has become Mountain Dew. I'm one of your hosts, Opie, and of course joined by Bilo. How are we, Brian? I'm here. Yes, because you weren't yesterday. I was not in the in the building yesterday. Um, not entirely sure what would have caused it, but uh, let's just say me and the bathroom became mm. very good friends for an extended period of time. We've all been there throughout the night, and I have a a, a doggo, one of the the family pets, mm-hmm. my my four legged children. Yes, since I don't have any actual children. Um, had something similar happen to her and I've been having to to deal with it as well so uh, if I if I seem a little groggy or or sort of out of my normal you know cadences or is there or anything that you response, both got into well I <laughs> the mean, same day <laughs> like any leftovers he ate that you ate the night before well, I mean we were sharing a bag of trash so I mean it's, you can't do that these days after COVID man I stopped sharing trash with my animals <laughs> but no I don't want to say that it was anything, at least for me, mm-hmm. um, that I can think of food-related or anything like that, especially after having spent the holidays with family mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that. But I think for her, it was more uh, of a stress-induced situation uh, just from making that type of travel because she's not used to uh, doing that. Actually, neither one of us are very used to <laughs> it might be the a, same a lot thing. of traveling. It may have just been a, a, a traveler's situation. Yeah. Traveler's yeah. bug. Yeah, a traveler's bug. Uh, usually, I mean, it's something to where you're eating um, fast food, different areas from where you're used to picking mm-hmm. up and or where you're used to eating. And, and, of course, with fast food, it's always a gamble in general. I mean, whenever you're on the road traveling back and oh, forth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, both of us wound up having a, <laughs> a bit of an issue 
you know, the last couple of an days. An interesting 24 hours. Yeah, an interesting 24 hours, to, to say the least. But alas, back in the studio, uh, ready once again to, to bring you some, some fun and interesting facts about different legends that are uh, from the state of Tennessee or have impacted the state of Tennessee in some form or another. Absolutely. And if you want to look it up, that you can find multiple lists of things that were invented, created, or born in the volunteer state, so you can follow along. There's so many that we've got tons of content for tons of time. So we're going to continue our discussion about Mountain Dew, not the shine, not the stuff that sits on the side of the mountain at certain times in the morning and then disappears as the sun rises, the drink, Mountain Dew. What yes. started out as a whiskey mixer and chaser is now one of the top sold soft drinks in the country. In the, in the world. world. Yes. Uh, with, uh, with more variants than Loki himself. Yes. If you remember from what would have been Tuesday's episode, as it stands, uh, not too long ago, as a matter of fact, Mountain Dew accounted for 80% mm-hmm. of all citrus soda sales. In the world, like you're out selling orange juice. Well, no, 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 just soda, soda. citrus soda. Well, you're uh, out selling Fanta. Yes, Fago, Nehi, yes. all of those. God, Sunkissed, all yeah. Any other citrus-based soda, uh, Mountain Dew accounted, or in any of its variants, uh, accounted for eighty percent of all citrus-based soda sales, and just in general soda sales. All included is was six point six percent. You're welcome, Planet Earth. Right, uh, and of course, uh, Mountain Dew originating not too far from here. Literally, mm-hmm. depending on where you go to, uh, as close as twenty minutes mm-hmm. to be able to get into Knox County from the distillery here, and to be able to get to the actual place where it was. To about be honest, thirty-five forty. If minutes. we were to stand on the overpass at 407. Yep. Joe Milton could throw a ball to the Knox County line because it is not far after that. You just kind of go through that around that curve. Oh. And it says Knox County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're he correct. Could, he could you are correct. probably hit the sign because <laughs> the sign wouldn't out wouldn't underrun him. Right. <laughs> That's one to say <laughs> for say for the cocky top yeah. podcast. But um, yeah, we are right on the border of the county that it was created in, and it was, it was, I remember when I found this out, I was in like fifth or sixth grade before I realized was we were talking about it in school, like yeah. things that came from Tennessee. Talk, we had this little state map, kind of like the, uh, for all you Morristown people, the the little menus in Little Dutch had, just like where th- certain things came from, state flowers, Davy Crockett, state animals, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it was like fifth or sixth grade, and we were talking Tennessee, and the teacher's like, and the popular drink Mountain Dew came from our state. And I remember thinking, man, I couldn't Dr. Pepper. Because <laughs> it's better. But yeah. Yes, totally agree. A, a globally loved soft drink came from the state of Tennessee. And I thought, that's the craziest thing ever. I thought we just did country type stuff. Right. And you'd be surprised. There are quite a few other things. Some things that we enjoy seasonally. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things that we actually utilize daily. 
were invented in the state of Tennessee, and we'll definitely get into Absolutely. a few of those uh, getting into this next month. Absolutely. But, uh, we are going to continue into the the deep dive, as it were, into Mountain Dew. As you remember from the previous episode, we of course talked about its origins, uh, its origins here in the state of Tennessee, the number of times that it was revised from what it originally was to what you know and enjoy today. Uh, of course, some of the common myths and misconceptions mm-hmm. with some of the ingredients, uh, albeit... <laughs> Some of the legible and illegible or ingredients, uh, or should I say for myself, pronounceable and yes. non-pronounceable ingredients. But Mountain Dew has definitely uh, surpassed and found its way into uh, pop culture mm-hmm. uh, with the likes of, of course, um, developing a flavor specifically for Taco Bell uh, itself with the Baja Blast that was specifically formulated having that additional lime added to it to actually accentuate the flavors that people were getting with their food there at Taco Bell, making it a fantastic combination. And as people who have lived in the theater world, usually after you get off of work, if you didn't want to go to a sit-down restaurant like TGI Fridays or one of the random bars, one of the only few places that would be available to go grab something to eat after your last show of the day would be a Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, me personally, of course, y'all know that I am more of a sweet tea drinker mm-hmm. above anything else. I honestly have never tried the Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Oh, really? Uh, so I wouldn't know, honestly, what it tastes like. Not bad. Um, but it was enough to where, uh, whenever it was originally created, uh, there was a 10-year contract where it could only be served and sold in Taco Bells. But eventually, later on, uh, after that 10 years was up, it was something that you could purchase in the store. And like most things, whenever you get it as a f- out of the fountain as opposed to in a bottle or something like that or a can, it's never the same. Fountain drinks are always the best. Most of the time. Yes. I will say that there are a couple of drinks that I prefer them out of uh, a can. And there's a couple of them that I would prefer them to be in a glass bottle above anything else. And it has some of the best flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Mountain Dew has been featured in countless movies, TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world of gaming, by yes. far, is one of the highest uh, concentration of yeah. Mountain Dew partnerships that you'll wind up seeing. And of course, so many different spinoff products based off of Mountain Dew. And I want to say that what we are going to actually get started with in today's discussion, continuing on, is the democracy. Mm. And what I mean by that is in 2007, Mountain Dew began a promotion called Democracy, which involved the public electing new flavors, colors, names, packaging graphics, and advertisements for upcoming Mountain Dew products. So, not necessarily pioneering this tactic, but took it a step further in actually giving it a name and openly inviting any and all consumers to to put in their input they're like the mountain dew or pepsi corporation was like you know what this drink is so popular we've got so many people that enjoy it it has definitely withstood the the test of time compared Mm -hmm. to other products 
let's just kind of turn it over. I mean, we've taken it as far as we can. Let's just turn it over to the people and see what they have to say. Well, that's free. Right. You don't have to actually pay anybody to to do that type of advertising or to figure out or do that market research, as it were. Um, It's almost like uh, uh, several um, movie reviewers, uh, new rock stars, Screen Crush, stuff like that, or anybody that's been covering this material. 30 and Nerdy. Absolutely. 30 and Nerdy Um, podcast. As far as this, to where... These production companies, mm-hmm. the Marvel company, via someone somewhere, stumbles across what has been said, especially if it picks up traction, mm-hmm. and that gives them an outlet to be able to pull from for inspiration for moving forward. Yeah, you've got the the basic stuff in the comics, but we already know that you're varying from the comics. Mm-hmm. However. If we give up to this point of information, we had a Top Gun moment wow. in here for just a second. Um, hopefully, we don't get flagged on that one <laughs> on YouTube. But yeah, uh, the the writers are actually have other inspiration. Like if, oh well, they've already figured out how this is going to connect and this is going to connect. We're going to have to do something to to make it more enjoyable mm-hmm. or make it more suspenseful to to see okay how are they going to do this to be able to drive more people out yes to be able to come see it and and if you it's almost like a the the form of control if you give them the illusion of choice yeah they're going to be more receptive to anything that you pass down because the illusion of choice was there the people are going to feel like they had a hand. They had a hand in it. They made a difference. Sound familiar? <coughs> Elections. Yes. <clears throat> also, we use that mentality with uh, set work in the theater world. Like, even if a person is not in the show. Like, in Matilda, we had a lot of volunteers help build, drill, paint, draw set pieces that weren't in the actual show. Okay. But they would talk, like, in rehearsals. They would talk after seeing the shows. They would hang out and all that and talk as if they were part of it. Oh, yeah. You know, like it gave them some ownership that I did that. You mm-hmm. see that, that door? All me. Yes. That was me. I worked on the show. Like, it could be just that door that they screwed in. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be like, I worked on the show. What would you do? Seth. It so gives this ownership, this this mm-hmm. I had a hand in it. And if you give that to us as a further reach of um, portion, like not just like, oh, I, I let a few volunteers help paint a set, but if you get kind of like in the nerd world, DC let audiences vote on killing Jason Todd's Robin in the comics back in like the 80s, 90s. Right. And they did. They would send in their votes. They voted to kill him. They gave uh, the, the the readers reader, the voice yeah. and the decision. People you became, aren't, re- people you aren't responding the to Jason Todd as well as they did to Dick Grayson. Let's give them a creative outlet on what to do. And everybody said, kill the character. Yeah. Then you bring him back 20 years later as a, the Red Hood. Right. And people love him. Yes. Same character. Yes. It's still Jason Todd. But you took that Robin away and made him this harder vigilante. 
right with a, an older deeper voice and boom people love him but you give us a say and society will will just fight tooth and nail to get to have their say look at social media yes everyone's got an opinion and now everyone has an outlet to say it yep Mountain Dew is brilliant the fact that other companies didn't follow suit in the soft drink world shocks me for sure now the campaign has been the subject of recognition within the advertising industry and deservedly so cited as one of the earliest and longest running examples of a consumer product brand employing crowdsourcing to make decisions which are traditionally made internally by employees. In its initial phase, democracy participation in voting was conducted via an online game. Television advertisements at the time featured actor Forrest Whitaker asking people to decide the next new flavor of Mountain Dew. Online voters selected from three choices, Supernova, which was a strawberry melon flavor, Revolution, a berry flavor, and Voltage, a raspberry citrus flavor. Each included ginseng. The event ended on August 17, 2008, with, of course, Voltage being announced as the winning flavor. It was officially released on, 2000, or on December 29th of 2008. Well, Happy New Year. Yeah. Here's a new Mountain Dew flavor. And according to Beverage Digest, sales of democracy flavors totaled 25 million cases in 2008. So not only did they put out three distinct flavors, they had everybody vote on their favorite. That's the one that was adopted. They still have two flavors banked that at any point in time they could either release under one of the other platforms, the energy the alcoholic version um, do this same campaign again it's been 15 years since they've done the campaign five more years do it on the you know 20 year anniversary of it just drop one of the other flavors again come up with another flavor and it's like okay well these two lost last time bring these back in almost a a double elimination tournament like a round robin type thing yeah I think it's brilliant. I, I think, I mean, heck, independent and smaller businesses other than this Pepsi Corporation did that kind of thing. In a smaller capacity, like, say, us, we did something like that, a movement like that. Right. That's an even smaller level of, eh, I put my vote in. Right. My vote won. And we have done something similar whenever we've done some... Um, like the uh, April Fools, whenever yeah. we do an April Fools flavor, people yeah. will have or whenever we say, "All right, we've come out with a new flavor. Can you guess what the new they flavor?" They start dropping is? it in the comments. They're they start dream putting flavors. Those different flavors in there. So, yeah, maybe it's a situation where we start doing three proposed flavors, and then people have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that one would be a really good one. And then we just figure out what the and next then the other two are banked. New because flavor like is. they did get votes. People would still buy it. Yeah. Just not. We can't release it now. We have right. to release the winner now. Yeah. But in a couple of years, we can be like, oh hey, we got a new flavor. Yeah. And it was the second place one from three years ago. Kudos to the person who thought of that too. Right. Imagine you're in the conference room, like all right. We are one of the top-selling sodas. 
blah, 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 you know, data, data, data. I need a fresh idea. And you're the person who says, what if we got the world involved and gave them this assimilance of choosing the new flavor? Johnson, that's brilliant. You're going right. places. Give him a promotion. <laughs> right. Uh, but then, like, I have another idea a few years later, and he's like, Mountain Dew mini cans. Mm, not as good as your last one, but okay. Right. <laughs> now, Mountain Dew announced a continuation of the Democracy campaign, referred to as Democracy 2, which launched a year later in July 2009. A marked difference between Democracy 2 and its predecessor was the wider range of online voting methods. Expanded between the Democracy website to include uh, Facebook, for X, formerly Twitter, YouTube, and the Do Labs community, mm. which was a private online forum for the most passionate of Do fans. And in July 2009, Do Labs sampling trucks distributed product samples of seven potential flavor variations. At the same time, 50 Do fanatics were chosen based on their video submissions to the video website, 12 Seconds TV and were shipped boxes of the seven prototype flavors. I remember this. So it was a situation to where people could submit a video. Uh, Not too long after this, Doritos did the same thing. Similar to how you would submit a video for uh, uh, an audition mm -hmm. or... I want to be in the real world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your real world audition yeah. tape. From the initial seven flavors, taste testers were asked to elect three final flavors for later release at retail stores. Hmm. The three new candidate flavors were Distortion, a Key Lime flavor, Typhoon, a Tropical Punch flavor, and Whiteout, a Smooth Citrus flavor. Mm, I remember Whiteout. The three new candidate flavors were released on April 19, 2010, and voting lasted until June 14th. The following day, Whiteout was announced as the winner, and Mountain Dew Whiteout was released for sale on October 4th, 2010. A limited production Whiteout Slurpee Mountain Dew Whiteout Freeze was made available at 7-Eleven stores. Now, I remember that one, too. Mm -hmm. uh, beginning in January 2011, and then uh, later in July of 2011, Mountain Dew Typhoon was re-released briefly in two-liter form, and in June 2022, it was re-released on the Mountain Dew online store. So just a, a, a continuation of using a, a similar method, but including an additional step to have people who were, I guess you could consider them early influencers. Yeah. To whittle it down. Based off of, like, you know, we asked 100 people, you know, uh, Family Feud style. We mm -hmm. asked 100 people. Based off of those answers, this is how we were able to get a percentage. Well, like, nowadays, then, if Mountain Dew were to want to do something, they would most likely reach out to someone like Ninja, a video game influencer. Yes. And be like, we're releasing Gamer Fuel Light. Gamer Fuel Zero, Gamer Fuel this flavor. Right. We're gonna send you and some other gamers. Like I don't, I don't, I don't do the whole like watching someone play a game, so I don't know right. a lot of their names. But like Twitch streamers and and I know Ninja because he was like 
one of the first. Right. That became popular in the, the TikTok world. Um, they would send him and a handful of other gamers, kind of like they did, here's ten flavors. Whatever y'all say. You know, and then they'll say, and we'll put you in one of the commercials. Right. You know, and then they would have Ninja playing Fortnite, drinking this new flavor, and the Gen Z kids would buy the hell out of it. Oh, for Ninja sure. Ninja was doing it. Yeah. And I would think that that's crazy. But then I remember Kobe Bryant drank Sprite, and I drank the shit out of Sprite because Kobe Bryant did. Yeah. It was a subconscious thing. Right. You know, it's like, oh, Kobe quenches his thirst with Sprite, so I can too. When really, you should have been drinking water. <laughs> yeah. I, I was never a fan of Diet Coke in any capacity. But growing up, I remember the uh, Batman 2, Batman Returns, and all the Diet Coke commercials mm-hmm. that were a part of that. And it was like... Spider-Man and Dr. Pepper. Yeah. When Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man came out and you had Spider-Man, Dr. Pepper cans. Yep. Ugh. You had me. Yeah. I wouldn't drink them. I'd be like, I need to collect all the. Yeah, I gotta get each. I gotta get each images. character, and not open it, and they'll, yeah. they'll just sit on my that shelf way I've over got a here. Set. Yeah. And now I couldn't tell you what I did with them. Right, but I mean, it created. They created it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Speaking of the game fuel, uh, mm. game fuel, not to be confused with G fuel. In 2007, after using the term game fuel to market their sodas to the video gaming subculture. Mountain Dew introduced a new flavor variant, Citrus Cherry, with Mm -hmm. the Game Fuel name, coinciding release of the Xbox 360 game Halo Halo 3. My freshman year of college, the 360 dropped. I had that first check, rebate check from Walter State. I went straight (laughs) to Walmart, bought the 360, bought Halo 3, a six-pack of Gamer Fuel, and I went to the BCM, which was this Baptist Collegiate Ministry. I was the bass player and backup singer for it while I was at Walter State. And we all met there. Had our TVs, our little traveling TVs, <laughs> and all played System Link versus Just game fuel. And, like, we just spent, like, should have, in hindsight, now that I'm 34, spent that money somewhere else or saved it. Right. But nope. Nope. That first check cash, nope. and I went. I'm going to Walmart. I I have money. I have <laughs> I have adult money, I and give I'm you money. somewhat of an adult. Yes. I I am on my own for the first time in my life. I, I get to decide. What I to get do to with decide this. with it. So yeah. Yeah, we all crowded into this small building on the Walter State campus with our our gamer fuel, our new 360s, and the new Halo 3, and all just system link played. Now, kids, back in the day, there was not online yet. Even in 2007, you had to system link. Right. You had to connect your Xboxes in a party using wiring so you could play versus yes. each other. Big team battles of 20 people. Yes. You had to actually link link via cable your systems together to read each other. Now, I could play with someone in Qatar. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Very, I loved Gamer Fuel. Oh, the so. memories you just unlocked. Mountain Dew Game Fuel sported a label that was almost entirely image-based, showing promotional artwork for the game and featuring the game series' main character, Master Chief, prominently. This variant remained on shelves for 12 weeks and was discontinued afterwards. 
Now, two years later, the website for the popular MMORPG, World of Warcraft, stated that two Mountain Dew Game Fuel flavors would be sold in June 2009 and would promote the game. Shortly afterwards, the bottle was released and showed that the two flavors would promote different player races Mm -hmm. in the game. The Horde? Yep. And Paladins? Uh, Was it Arthas' crew? I know the Horde was one, because right. the Horde and that orc character was like a main character. Right. Thrall. Thrall. Thrall, yes. Shortly afterwards, the bottle art was re-released and showed that the two flavors, like I said, would uh, show the two different players in the different races. One of the two was exactly the same citrus cherry flavor from the original <laughs> Halo, Halo 3 promotion <laughs> with updated packaging, and the second flavor was a new wild fruit drink similar to the previously released Pepsi Blue. <laughs> but they got us again. <laughs> Both drinks were given World of Warcraft-based packaging and sported the newly updated Mountain Dew logo. Like their precursor, these two flavors lasted for 12 weeks and were discontinued. But I can guarantee you gamers around the country said it tastes different. Oh, for sure. This is clearly different. This is a different drink. The no, perception. An adult could say, it's the same taste. Mm-mm. This is a different drink. Yeah. This is a totally different drink. Yep. It literally tastes like Gamer Fuel. No, it doesn't. This is the new Gamer Fuel. This is the new Gamer Fuel Wow. Right. <laughs> this is the Wow version. On August 24th, 2011, Mountain Dew announced another return of the Game Fuel promotion on their Facebook page. The original Citrus Cherry would once again return along with a new Tropical Companion flavor, and the announcement gave a planned release date of October 2011 and stated that the packaging would feature codes granting players Mm. double XP in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Both flavors were mailed out to Labs members in early September 2011 and a month before the planned release date. Later in that same month, it was announced through the Facebook page that Game Fuel would be arriving to the public in mid-October, though it would vary by market. Now, these flavors began appearing from the first week of October and were also discontinued after 12 weeks of being on the shelves. Everything runs for a quarter. Yeah. They run it for a quarter, and then it's done. I'm going to have to go in and see if you can find these flavors, these long-gone flavors. You might be able to buy them out of a Mountain Dew vault, as it were. Mm, that'd be brilliant. And the other brilliance that they tacked onto this one that you couldn't tack onto Halo 3 or the WoW one is you're giving these players an edge. Double XP. I could yes. grow my character quicker than right. my non-Mountain Dew drinking compadres. Right. You're giving them an edge over someone. Mm-hmm. A quicker growing character. Free for you to do. You just give out some XP, partner with the, yes. the video game group. And you got kids buying your drinks again. The same flavor for one of them. Right. And, <laughs> and one of our partners, um, Anthem, Yes. Because they work with Ubisoft. We've actually been able to get a, a code, a timer or two Couple times. Uh, for some Ubisoft stuff. So, I mean, it's it's definitely got its benefits it in, its in benefits. knowing some people within the, uh, in the genre, as it were. Now, here's one that I remember because I really, really enjoyed this version of Call of Duty. And it was another Call of Duty that, that got tagged to this one. 
Um, well, we'll go back and then we'll come into this one. Uh, but Game Fuel would return in October of 2012 to promote Halo 4 in the original citrus cherry flavor. And then in August 2013, Mountain Dew announced that the Game Fuel would be returning to stores in the fall of 2013 with a new blueberry flavored version called Electrifying Berry. And then in 2013, October, boxes of original Citrus Cherry Game Fuel appeared on store shelves with packaging promoting the Xbox One and the games Dead Rising and 3 and Forza Motorsport 5, and with cans featuring Dead Rising 3 graphics. The new electrifying berry flavor of Game Fuel simultaneously appeared with packaging promoting Connect Sports Rivals and the game Rise Son of Rome. Graphics from which appear on the cans as well. And then in May 2014, the original Citrus Cherry Game Fuel began reappearing on shelves, but this time, the soda does not seem to be promoting any video game. So, we're not putting any sort of particular game attached to this, and we're just going to put it out here for another 12 weeks again. Yes. Just so you can be able to pick some of this stuff up. And it was probably a test, too, like... But it makes could me, we put it out without partnerships? It makes me wonder because this has just always been referring to a citrus cherry flavor. Mm-hmm. The first time that the cherry flavor got introduced was with Code Red, but there was also previously at one point in time in the eighties the Red Mountain Dew. Yes. And I wonder if this is a play, if the citrus cherry flavor is a play off of what the original Red Mountain Dew, Red Mountain Dew flavor would have been, or if it was part of one of the original formulations. For Code Red? Well, not for Code Red. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say that, or one of the original formulations that just didn't, like, it didn't survive. But they're not going to get rid of But they're not going to get rid of it, yes. Because they like, can tinker and be like, that's a whole different flavor. It's like it's like having the the Colonel's original recipe, you know, mm-hmm. a, uh, original blend of secret herbs and spices yeah. or whatever. Uh, but you're gonna have the spicy version or the you know the mild version. Or yeah, the all these version different things. That. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're never gonna get away from what the original yes. would be. Same thing like Coke has the original or all the different formulas that they've had. They're never gonna get rid of it. No, but yeah. Now, in October 2014, Game Fuel returned with a new lemonade flavor for the promotion of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And like I said, this is the one that I I really enjoyed. Um, and actually, is, uh, climbed to the, the one about Mason's son. The storyline is uh, it's futuristic. You've futuristic, got the jetpacks yeah. and stuff like that. Section they call him. Yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker does the voice of your buddy in the first game. I remember yes. this one. Yes. Yeah, I remember this one. And and one of the ones, like I said, that I personally was able to actually climb to uh, tops of some leaderboards really? in certain game modes uh, on this particular uh, game. Um, it got to be a point where me and one of my buddies up in Minnesota would log in and start playing this. We'd get into lobbies and people would start backing out because they'd see our gamer tags and they're like, nope. 
Like, I don't care if they're cheating or not. We're not playing against these guys. I want to have because fun. Because it's not going to, yeah. I want to win. You're, you're not going to be able to do it against these two, especially in this situation. So, um, But unlike the past two variant game fuel releases, both drinks sport the same artwork, unlike 2009's Horde Red and Alliance Blue, Alliance. or 2011's Citrus Cherry and Tropical. Albeit differing colors to the match their respective flavors, after the promotion ended, Citrus Cherry reverted to packaging not promoting a game, while Lemonade Flavor was permanently removed from the shelves. Now, in October 2015, Game Fuel returned with a new companion flavor, Berry Lime, for the promotion of, once again, Call of Duty, but this one being Black Ops 3. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. And after the promotion, Citrus Cherry once again reverted to promotionless packaging while the Berry Lime flavor remained available as a Slurpee at that time. Now, images leaked in May of 2016 that led to the speculation that Game Fuel would once again see a new release later in 2016 with a new mango-flavored variant alongside the original Citrus Cherry flavor promoting the game Titanfall 2. Mountain Dew announced that the return of Game Fuel and the new flavor, Mango Heat, in September. Mm. And then in October, Game Fuel was released with the Titanfall 2 promotion with a lower-calorie version of the original Citrus Cherry variant returning alongside the new Mango Heat. Which is is Mango Jalapeno. Yes. Which, oddly enough, if we could go back and get some of that, I wonder how well it would blend with the Tennessee Legend Distillery Fiery Mango, which is Mango Jalapeno Moonshine. It's in my top five. Really? Uh, again, this is one of those things I'd like to see if we could potentially go on to the, the Mountain Dew vault, so to speak. Uh, in 2017, Game Fuel returned with two previously discontinued flavors. Arctic Blast, originally released as mm. a Slurpee flavor in 2006 to promote Superman Returns. And Tropical Smash, originally flavor number 736 one of the four prototype flavors for Democracy 2 that lost to Mountain Dew Whiteout and did not even make the so final round. So they did do it. They, they did. like, 15 years later, yep. released a losing flavor. Yep. As if it was just, oh, we just came up with it. Because <laughs> a lot of people just would not have remembered that. As was the case with the 2019 promotion, the two flavors promoted two different Xbox games. Arctic Burst promoted... Middle Earth Shadow of War while Tropical Smash promoted Forza 7. And for the first time, Citrus Cherry was not fully part of the promotion. Instead, <sighs> promotionless Citrus Cherry was sold with the same white caps with codes under them with codes under them as same as the other flavors in the promotion. Now, in January 2019, PepsiCo introduced a new line of Game Fuel drinks called Amp Game Fuel. Since renamed to simply Game Fuel, the, the can features a resealable lid, and Game Fuel has 90 milligrams of caffeine and also includes theanine and vitamins A and B. The citrus cherry flavor from the original Game Fuel lineup was re-released under this new product lineup in April of 2022. And most recently, in 2023, Game Fuel returned with two flavors, the original Citrus Cherry and Mystic Punch. As was the case with the 2017 promotion, the two flavors promoted two different Xbox games, 
Citrus Cherry promoted Halo Infinite, while Mystic Punch promoted Diablo 4. And those are still currently out. Yes. Those bottles. Now, uh, a few other things um, to kind of touch on uh, before we get into the uh, some other pop culture references and stuff like that is is the iconic look mm-hmm. and the green label or a a limited green label uh, that was released, not to be confused with the flavor named Mountain Dew Green Label, which was released in 2017. Uh, Green Label is an online magazine, a partnership between Mountain Dew and Complex Media, producing sponsored content covering action sports, music, art, and style housed at greenlabel.com. This site replaces several websites and a YouTube channel that have been overseen by PepsiCo since 2007, and the initiative originated in 2013 and will continue throughout the year. Wow. Now, speaking of that particular Mountain Dew green label, not the just the fact that it's a green label, but the specially designed and formulated green label. Uh, kind of like Dew's, Evan Williams' right, green label. <laughs> uh, Mountain Dew's green label promotion originated in 2007 when a line of limited edition aluminum bottles was put into production featuring artwork from a range of tattoo artists and other artists. This is another one to where it was a popular thing to try to collect all of all the, the art. different artworks. Yeah. This initial series marked the first use of the term green label art to describe the use of artistic works on Mountain Dew packaging. And in June 2010, a contest entitled Green Label Art Shop Series was announced, involving 35 independent skateboard store owners who partnered with local artists to design and submit future can artwork designs. Approximately 1 million votes were submitted by the conclusion of the contest in October of that same year with Street Science Skate Shop, a store in Tracy, California, named the winner of a cash prize. This winning can design this winning can design was scheduled to appear on Mountain Dew cans at some point in 2011. But that wasn't enough. In 2008, a Mountain Dew-sponsored music label was launched under the name Green Label Sound. In December 2010, a Mountain Dew Code Red televised advertisement was produced incorporating the hip-hop artist Jay Electronica performing his song The Announcement with the advertisement concludes the tagline Hip-Hop is Different on the Mountain. The label released its full-length album release, When Fish Ride Bicycles, by the hip-hop group The Cool Kids on June 12th, 2011. Crossing into different genres of pop culture. Yes. The skaters and the hip-hop crew. I guarantee you uh, one of our employees probably, when he was younger, designed something for the skateboard line. I'm sure. I bet he did. I'm sure. Sponsoring of, speaking of, sponsoring of action sports athletes has been a part of Mountain Dew marketing since the late 1990s, with present sponsorship including Eli Reed, who is a skateboarder, Paul Rodriguez, a skateboarder, and Danny Davis, who is a snowboarder. Mountain Dew has also sponsored its own namesake festival called the Dew Tour, 
which is an action sports tour made up of events held in five U.S. cities over several months. The first Dew Tour was held in the summer of 2005 with events in skateboarding, BMX, and freestyle motocross. In 2008, it expanded to add a winter Dew Tour comprised of snowboarding and snow skiing competitions. It is the most watched and attended action sports event in the world, according to Trans World Snowboarding Magazine. In coordination with its Dew Tour sponsorship, a sponsored television show entitled Mountain Dew's Green Label Experience premiered on Fuel TV in July of 2010 for the primary purpose of broadcasting interviews with action sports athletes from each of the stops on the Dew Tour. This segment of Between Two Barrels is brought to you by the Smoky Mountain Rainforest Adventures. Located in the heart of the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee near Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge lies the Rainforest Adventures Zoo, which is open year-round with lots to see and do. Themed by one of the nation's finest zoological contractors, a former Animal Kingdom zoologist of Disney World, the Rainforest Adventures Zoo features over 600 live animals representing over 130 species. It is home to unique and beautiful creatures from both tropical and temperate climates alike, including reptiles, birds, mammals, and even the ever-so-popular and exotic axolotl. Book your visit today at rfadventures.com or stop by and see them at 109 NASCAR Drive in Sevierville, Tennessee. And when you do, tell them Tennessee Legend Distillery sent you. Music label, sports coverage, all of that wasn't enough. Under the term Green Label Gaming, coined in 2007, Mountain Dew has broadened its sponsorship of independent video game designers and players. The brand was often the subject of media attention for its popularity among video game enthusiasts, as several flavors, flavors of Mountain Dew have been produced in partnership with, of course, video games like we just mentioned. And in December 2008, Mountain Dew produced a 30-minute television special which documented independent gamers in Japan and the U.S., which aired on the Spike TV network. And in 2009, Mountain Dew sponsored two prominent gaming events, the Independent Games Festival and the Game Developers Conference. Green Label Gaming has since come under controversy, though, over a sponsored Game Jam-themed reality show by Matty Lesham. Now, there's one thing that definitely always goes with Mountain Dew other than gamers or skateboarders or snowboarders. And it's not a person, it's a thing. Is it a sport? No, 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 no. Uh, it's a consumable. It's a consumable. Think food and not Taco Bell. Not Taco Bell. Yeah. Food, not Taco Bell. Funyuns. Close. Okay. Doritos. In, you got it. In 2008, Doritos debuted a mystery flavor known as Quest, featuring a campaign of online puzzles and prizes to identify the Quest flavor. Can you guess what that flavor was? Mountain Dew. Ding, ding, ding. You're the winner, sir. Yes. In October, could you imagine, though, a... I, I don't remember this. I, I don't remember this. I remember enough of the taste of Mountain Dew. To know that I don't think I would have enjoyed a chip. No. Imagine if they had that flavor as one of the Pocky One Chip Challenge flavors. 
uh, mountain, uh, the 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 mango jalapeno or the mango heat Mountain Dew as a Pocky One Chip challenge. Yeah, because there's certain times when I'm like, if I'm eating a certain thing, there is an array of flavors I expect, but one of them is not like a a sweet soft drink. This is gonna taste like a thing you you could drink. Right. Like I love Dr Pepper. I love sweet tea. I don't know how I'd feel about a sweet tea Dorito. Yeah, about that. It'd be weird. It'd be very weird. I'm already not a huge fan of, like, sweet tea moonshine. Yeah. So getting And this into whole new craze with twisted tea. Everybody loves the twisted I tea right man. now. I just, tea and alcohol, to me, just don't. don't not, not pre-canned, to, especially. No. Now, the, the play on do. Mm-hmm. Because we've had talked about the democracy. Yeah. Well, they also had a couple of other campaigns okay. that that fit into that same premise, that same wordplay, okay. uh, such as the Fandumonium. The Fandumonium in October 2010, Mountain Dew started the Fandumonium production promotion, which was a competition in which two new flavors would compete. Yeah, how about that? Would compete to become a permanent similar to the two democracy campaigns, but with eight diet flavors instead of three regular ones. Okay. Five of the participating flavors were diet versions of previous democracy flavors, including Diet Supernova, Diet Voltage, Diet Crave, Diet Distortion, Diet Typhoon, and Diet Whiteout. Another flavor, Diet Ultraviolet, returned from its own limited release in 2009, and the remaining competitor was a brand new diet flavor created specifically for the promotion, which was called Flare, which was a berry citrus flavor. Each of the eight flavors was available for tasting at specific tour locations, and special cans were also mailed to some Do Labs members. Also, similar to the Democracy campaign, those who taste-tested the diet flavors were asked to go online and vote for which flavors they thought should be permanently sold in stores. After the first round of voting was completed, two flavor finalists were chosen to receive a limited release to store shelves for a final round of voting. Diet Voltage and Diet Supernova were sold in stores for an eight-week period as opposed to the normal 12, beginning in March of 2011. After votes were cast, it was announced that Diet Supernova had won with 55% of all votes, and it returned in January 2012. Afterwards, it was removed from the shelves permanently. After guess how long? 12 weeks. (laughs) A 12 weeks run. In this instance, due, of course, to low sales. Now, if the democracy wasn't enough, if fandumonium wasn't enough, Back by popular Dewman on January 7th, 2011, Mountain Dew posted on their Facebook that Pitch Black oh. would return to the shelves in May 2011, also stating that this may be the start of many re-releases of old favorites. The Disney Vault. The company promoted, right. The company promoted Pitch Black's return heavily with giveaways and contests. About a month before the planned release date, a photo was posted on a Mountain Dew worker's Ponger, P-O-N-G-R. Oh, wow. Which showed Pitch Black and 2008's Supernova. 
Two weeks before the release, Dew Labs announced the return of 2010's Typhoon in two-liter bottles exclusively at Walmart Supercenters. The three flavors were re-released to stores on May 2nd. Now, at the same time of the Dew Man promotion, Mountain Dew launched the Throwback Shack, which was a website where participators could enter to win exclusive Dew merchandise, including a secret stash of Mountain Dew Revolution, which was a losing competitor from 2008's Dewmocracy. The promotional advertisements were then taken down from the Mountain Dew website, and Mountain Dew later stated via tweet that there would not be any more flavors returning by popular Dewmand for now, as it was only intended to be a summer program. I love a good play on words. Yes. I love a good play on words. This this one this one was <laughs> the the back by popular demand um, encompassed what our earlier thoughts were almost in their entirety uh, as far as being able to continuously just recycle these flavors after periods of time and now whenever it was pretty much like you know what we're gonna tell them that this is what we're doing people are like nah as long as there's the illusion. It you works. Give me a choice. But if you're not giving them a choice on it, then it it, it doesn't work. People D- love choice. Yes. Dub the do. In August 2012, Villa Enterprises held a promotion known as Dub the Do, where users were asked to submit and vote on name ideas for a green apple flavor of Mountain Dew. The promotion was infamously hijacked by users, particularly those originating from the image board 4chan, who submitted an upvoted entry such as Hitler Did Nothing Wrong, Diabetes, Fapple, Bill Cosby Sweat, Jimmy Russell's Jumpin' Juice, and and numerous variations of Gushing Granny. Although the promotion was not directly connected to Mountain Dew, a representative from the company did offer to help clean up the site Adweek compared the incident to another recent campaign hijacked under similar circumstances where musician Pitbull was sent to perform in Kodiak, Alaska in a Walmart promotion so one of the earlier instances and those people ruin opportunity of choice yes so the progression of social media and technology as has unfortunately in this instance halted or or stymied the creative you know or the 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 method in which um, Mountain Dew or the PepsiCo was basically crowdsourcing its uh, marketing and R and D. Well. The thing about it is, is yes, social media has done some amazing things. But like before the growth of social media, you probably had those names being voted on on a site or mailed in or even phone called in, but the rest of the world didn't see them. Right. On this, you have the world getting to see these inappropriate things posted and voted on like that uh, and then there's there's just 
It happens all the time. With the growth of technology, there come people who, who just run the entire experience. Yeah, and and it winds up, and not to throw a pun in this one, but it's the, the bad apple that spoils the batch. I mean, they were looking for a, a name for the uh, apple-flavored Mountain Dew, but alas, you know, they, they weren't able to because of this. Now, one of probably the most... I don't want to say this would probably be considered instead of game fuel, this would be nightmare fuel. But there was an advertisement that was released uh, for Mountain Dew. And as soon as I start, well, I get to a certain point, you're going to like instant flood of probably (laughs) negative memories or, Mm -hmm. or like what the is this what am I watching what has Mountain Dew done what has the PepsiCo done at this point and yeah well let's just get into it on February 7th 2016 you don't know why that date sounds well not necessarily 2016 but why that date February 7th uh, usually what happens around that time of year Valentine's Day well, I mean, that's a week later, yeah, but the week before. Groundhog Day. That's even further back. Mm. One weekend is for the guy in February, the next weekend is for the girl. And they usually happen right behind each other. The guy gets his first, then the girl gets hers on Valentine's. I can't remember. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, on February 7, 2016, for Super Bowl 50, Mountain Dew aired a spot featuring a CGI character dubbed... Dewey? Puppy, Puppy Monkey Baby. Oh, I remember this. Puppy Monkey Baby. Yes, the promotion has garnered a wide amount of media coverage, both positive and negative. According to iSpot TV, the spot was rated number one of all the Super Bowl commercials of the night, having generated... 2.2 million online views and 300,000 social media interactions after the airing. I remember this. The ad features a computer-generated mashup of three things that the public generally finds to be cute or harmless. A pug puppy for the head, a monkey and the body, a monkey which was the body and the tail, and then the bottom half which was a baby. So you had the... 2016 was a weird year, man. Pup, puppy Monkey Baby advertisement. And it that, to me, probably was the beginning of some of those... Or what I have now deemed to be the commercials that have absolutely nothing to do with whatever the product is that they're selling. But the commercial itself is so freaking out there that you can't help but remember what it was that they were was that they were advertising for even though it had nothing to do with whatever yeah. that is and and i mean i had not thought about it since 2016 yeah but just in that little bit of reading and seeing the words puppy monkey baby it instantly downloaded right back into my Everything. head of Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. And, and, ugh, 
and and just the the quote unquote I mean nightmares <laughs> in that situation. I mean it it definitely brings that stuff back up because that was that was a weird weird commercial. Very weird. But you remember it, and you remember that it was a Mountain Dew commercial. And like just happened to us, you could go an entire almost decade without remembering it until you see those words together. Yes. Then it just re-downloads. You're just like, holy crap, it all came back. Now, the puppy monkey baby dances with three men who are presumably watching the Super Bowl, offering them Mountain Dew Kickstart, which is similarly described as being the combination of three things, Mountain Dew, juice, and caffeine. And, of course, the media response to the advertisement, similar to ours, was mixed to negative, with Melissa Cronin of Gawker describing it as a horror hallucination of brand awareness. And while noting the beverage itself contains brominated vegetable oil, a chemical that is banned in several countries, Jim Joseph, chief integrated marketing officer at Cone and Wolf, called it weird. But of course, they have removed the brominated vegetable oil from the recipe, and it's entirely at this point. One more wordplay, one more duplay. Oh, yay. Decision 2016. On April 16th, 2016, Mountain Dew announced they the play return. Off the election. Yes. God. Announced the return of two popular favorites, Baja Blast and Pitch Black. Fans could vote on which flavor stays permanently on store shelves via the Mountain Dew website. Voting ended on July 9th, and after many delays, Pitch Black was announced the winner on July 18th, and Pitch Black became part of the brand's flavor lineup starting in September and was produced for several years before being discontinued in early 2020. And most recently, as far as happenings, apart from the addition of the alcoholic Mountain Dew, is the introduction of Mountain Dew Spark and Spark Zero, which is a raspberry lemonade-flavored beverage and part of the Mountain Dew lineup of offerings, which in 2022 Spark Zero Sugar was launched and is now available across the entire United so many different things so many different things let's look at this really quick because I know it's getting to be late in the show and we don't want to take up too much more of your time but I'm going to give you the name of the product and when it started and when it ended alright Mountain Dew in and of itself. Still the going. original formula, oh. 1940 to the present. Yes. Diet Mountain Dew, 1988 to the present. Diet Caffeine Free Mountain Dew, 89 to present. Mountain Dew Real Sugar, 2009 to present. Mountain Dew Baja Blast, 2004 to present. Fountain Exclusive to Taco Bell from 2014 through 2018. Mountain Dew Code Red, 2001 to the present. Mountain Dew Live Wire, 2003 to the present. Mountain Dew Voltage, 2008 to the present. Mountain Dew Voodoo, 2019 to the present, but only in the fall. Yeah. Mountain Dew Major Melon, 2021 to now. Mountain Dew Spark in 2020 and 2021 with a limited time release exclusive to Speedway. And then re-released in 2022 and now still available. Mountain Dew Goji Citrus Strawberry, 2017 to the present. Uh, only a, was originally released in 2017 exclusively at select convenience stores and college campuses. Mountain Dew Game Fuel Citrus Cherry, 2007, 2009, 2011, 2017, and 2000. 
and 23 because they're all limited releases. Mountain Dew Game Fuel Mystic Punch is currently available. And then different exclusive exclusives including Mountain Dew Berry Monsoon 2018 to the present at Sam's Club. Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning 2019 to the present at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mountain Dew Maui Burst 2019 to the present at Dollar General. Mountain Dew Frostbite 2020 to today, Walmart. Mountain Dew Atomic Blue 2020 to today at Sheets. Mountain Dew Southern Shock 2020 and was ended in 2022 at Bojangles. Dugarita. Oh my gosh. 2020 to 2022 at Red Lobster. Mountain Dew Vibe 2021 to the present at Witch Witch, a lemon variant exclusive to Witch Witch restaurants. Mountain Dew Thrashed Apple, 2021 to the present in the Kroger family of stores. Mountain Dew Uproar, 2021 to 2023 at Food Lion. Mountain Dew Dark Berry Bash, 2021, still currently available at Applebee's and Cosmic Wings. Mountain Dew Legend, 2022, currently available at Buffalo Wild Wings. Hmm. Mountain Dew Purple Thunder, 2022 through to the present at Circle K. And Mountain Dew Overdrive 2022 to present day at Casey's. Kickstart. Mountain Dew Kickstart Orange Citrus and Mountain Dew Kickstart Fruit Punch 2013 to current day. Excuse me. Mountain Dew Kickstart Black Cherry 2014 to present. Mountain Dew Kickstart Limeade 14 to 17. Mountain Dew Kickstart Pineapple Orange Mango, 15 to present. Mountain Dew Kickstart Blood Orange, 16 to 19. Kickstart Hydrating Watermelon, 16 to 19. Blueberry Pomegranate, 16 to 21. Midnight Grape, 2016 to present. Raspberry Citrus, 17 to 21. Mango Lime, 17 to 21. The Mountain Dew Kickstart Original, 2018 to 2019. And the Kickstart Ultra, 18 to 19. And then, of course, uh, Strawberry Startup, 2023 till present. So they still do Kickstart, but discontinued the OG. Yes. Wow. And then Game Fuel, formerly Amp Game Fuel. uh, The Cherry Burst, Berry Blast, Original Dew, and Tropical Strike as well as Orange Storm, all 2019 to 2023. Zero Charge Watermelon Shock, 2020 and 2021. Zero Charge Raspberry Lemonade, 2020 and 2021, and then a little bit in 2022. Courageous Sherbert, one year only for 2021, and Citrus Cherry, only one year in 2022. Good Lord. There is a massive list continuing with all the different variations I'm not even going to worry about the dates anymore I'm just going to start listing off the name of these different ones let's do the uh, Mountain Dew Energy and from there just start listing all the different ones Pomegranate pomegranate Blue Burst Strawberry Melon Spark, Berry Blitz Tropical Sunrise, Peach Mango Dawn Orange Breeze, Cherry Lime Lift, Baja Blast Code Red, Pitch Black and Major Melon and the different energy drinks Hard Mountain Dew includes Hard Mountain Dew, Hard Mountain Dew Black Cherry, Watermelon, Baja Blast, Livewire, Baja Blast Pineapple, Baja Blast Punch, and Baja Blast Mango. Frozen beverages including Mountain Dew 
Blue Shock Freeze, Mountain Dew Electric Charge, and Mountain Dew Game Fuel Berry Lime. International variations including Mountain Dew Extreme, Mountain Dew Energy Citrus Blast, Adrenaline Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Energize, Mountain Dew Passion Fruit Frenzy, Mountain Dew Supernova, available only in Finland and Denmark, Mountain Dew Citrus, Mountain Dew Energy Game Fuel, Amp Energy, powered by Mountain Dew UK, Mountain Dew Game Fuel in India, and Mountain Dew Blue Shock. Some of these available are only available in specific countries. Now the next following list is going to be all discontinued products. Okay. Including Caffeine Free Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Sport, Mountain Dew Pitch Black, Mountain Dew Pitch Black 2, Darth Dew, Mountain Dew MDX, Mountain Dew Revolution, Mountain Dew Supernova, Game Fuel Alliance Blue, Diet Mountain Dew Ultraviolet, Mountain Dew Distortion, Mountain Dew Typhoon, Mountain Dew Game Fuel Tropical, Mountain Dew Darkberry, Mountain Dew Johnson City Gold, which was a malt variant with lemon lime named after Johnson City, Tennessee, that was test marketed in August of 2012 in the Chicago area, Denver, Colorado, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Mountain Dew promised a return after 2013 after Dew fans voted for names with six different kinds of cans for certain regions of the United States named Liberty Malt, Southern Gold, Rusted Malt, Gold Mountain Malt, Great Plains, Gold, and Miner's Malt. Mountain Dew Cold Fusion, Mountain Dew Game Fuel Electrifying Berry, Mountain Dew Sangrita Blast, Mountain Dew Game Fuel Lemonade, Mountain Dew Dewitos, not Dewitos, but Dewitos, Mountain Dew Dew Shine, a clear citrus variant made with real sugar and available in glass bottles. Dewshine was non-alcoholic despite the name being a portmanteau of Mountain Dew and Moonshine. Mountain Dew Game Fuel Berry Lime. Uh, Mango Heat. Spiked Lemonade. Spiked Raspberry Lemonade. Dew S.A. Which is a red, white, and blue... Uh, a combination of Code Red, Whiteout, and Voltage released as a limited edition from May through August of 2017, and it was advertised as a partnership with Dale Earnhardt Jr., and the drink was re-released in the summer of 2021. Uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel Arctic Burst, Mountain Dew Game Fuel Tropical Smash, Mountain Dew Holiday Brew, which is a variant composed of original Mountain Dew and Code Red, released in late... 2017 alongside Pepsi Salted Caramel, Holiday Brew refers to the traditional Christmas colors of red and green. Mountain Dew Black Label, Mountain Dew White Label, Mountain Dew Green Label, Mountain Dew Ice, Mountain Dew Ice Cherry, Mountain Dew White Out, Merry Mashup, Liberty Brew, a fruitful, a fruit flavored variant described as 50 flavors in one. Baja Punch, Baja Flash, Cake Smash, a birthday cake flavored Mountain Dew released exclusively on the Mountain Dew online store, advertised as giving fans the chance to do over their missed parties and celebrations from the COVID-19 pandemic. Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot to jump on the uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos train which is a spicy citrus flavor of Mountain Dew advertised as the first ever beverage combining the sweet citrus flavor of Dew with the spicy kicked up flavor of Flamin' Hot for the most extreme taste experience yet. 
First released, it is a limited edition exclusively on the Mountain Dew online store, and the drink sold out in less than an hour. Released to retail for a limited time in 2022, flavor has been changed from its original release and is slightly different with a lime flavor kick. This one I actually didn't have a problem with, and that was the Mountain Dew gingerbread snapped. It kind of tastes like a Mountain Dew ginger ale, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baja Gold, Baja Mango Gem, Baja Deep Dive, Mountain Dew Fruit Quake, a fruitcake flavor released in the 2022 holiday season, and it was listed as the fourth holiday flavor. Mountain Dew Summer Freeze, Baja Caribbean Splash, Baja Passion Fruit Punch, and Mountain Dew Red. So for all of the Mountain Dew out there, there's even more that no longer exist. That I'm I had never even heard of. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure a majority of people have never even heard of. It's crazy. So yeah. Lord, oh, Lord Almighty, what started a few minutes down the road in Knox County, Tennessee, as a whiskey chaser has become a titan. I mean, much like Jack Daniels yeah. has. Another Tennessee staple that has grown beyond the the borders of being a, a nationally recognized product. It is an internationally yes. recognized product. And... The Mountain Dew has grown even beyond what Jack Daniels has in the fact that PepsiCo, via Mountain Dew, has its own music label, has its own sports coverage, has its own actual, like, sports competition. sports competition. Like like an actual venue. Yeah. It had its own Transformer in Transformers 2. Yeah. It was a little Mountain Dew machine that got hit by the spark. Yeah. And it's shooting cans at, at it, Sam. You're right. It's going... Poof, 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 poof. You're Just right. a Mountain Dew machine. Yeah. Good goo, And then an Mountain instantly... Dew. And regardless of how many times it's been revised, I mean, it's an instantly recognizable... I mean, going from the original M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N... Yeah. To just MTN Dew... I mean, it's 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 still re- easily recognizable across vast. You know, it, you could be on the other side of the store and you'd be like, "Hey, that's a Mountain Dew bottle." Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow! And then the fact that they've gone through all these different flavors, different things that have been released and and just put into a vault to be re-released, and then and maybe never released again. Right, and some some flavors are just sitting there, and, and, and they haven't released them once. Well, you've got this: the Mountain Dew Baja Caribbean Splash flavor in the Baja Blast line, described as Dew with a blast of natural and artificial guava flavor. Interesting. Yeah, the the I'm shocked they don't dive. have a Mountain Dew agave. Yeah, mystery flavor in the Baja Blast line, described as taking the classic Baja flavor to new depths. exclusively available as a prize in the Treasures of Baja Island promotion. So you could only get this 
if you were doing part of, you know... A sweepstakes. Yeah. Where's the other one that I wanted to go back and look at real quick? The, uh, like, some of the ones that were for specifically other countries. There or this one. The Darth Dew. A limited production tangy grape slurpee flavor. It was available exclusively at 7-Eleven stores as part of the promotion for the theatrical release of Star Wars Episode Three. Wow. And I, I don't... Didn't know that or don't remember that because where I was raised didn't have a 7-Eleven. Yeah. That's uh, the only reason I don't know that existed because we didn't have the gas station 7-Eleven. Mountain Dew X-Treme. Extreme. Yeah. A great variant similar to Pitch Black released in Kuwait during December of 2010 and later in Saudi Arabia. Later released in 2017 in Honduras with a similar design to Voltage. Mountain Dew Energy slash Citrus Blast, which is still available, or what they just basically list Mountain Dew as is Mountain Dew Energy in the UK. It also kind of shows you a small map. If you were to really break it all down on what's still available and what's popularized in certain areas, the taste buds of the area. Oh, yeah. Like you could do an entire breakdown of the planet based off of what Mountain Dews are still sold in that area and say like, okay, the major taste bud for this scent, this flavor is Kuwait. The major taste bud for this flavor is America. Adrenaline Mountain Dew, an energy variant that contains caffeine, taurine, guarana extract, ginseng, and vitamins B2 and B12. This new flavor was released in Poland. The drink was available in 250 milliliter cans and 500 milliliter black tinted bottles, similar to Mountain Dew Energy's green tinted bottles. Um, Mountain Dew Energized, a caffeinated variant released in June 2012 in Australia. Like Canada's relaunch a few months earlier, it was first introduced to Australian KFC restaurants and then spread to markets and convenience stores. Um, a passion, uh, Mountain Dew Passion Fruit Frenzy. A passion fruit variant released in New Zealand on October 15th of 2012. So, yeah, I mean... Legitimately, there are Mountain Dews that only exist in small areas of the planet. Yeah. That we can't even get here. No, for whatever reason... That's how big they've grown. Yeah. That they can individualize that much to specific communities, specific countries, some specific cities specific states they have grown to that level where they can then individualize in the market it's insane the size that you have to be to be able to do that yeah not just the size that your company has to be the list of products that you have to have i'm just wondering now how much like okay mountain dew is owned by pepsico but now how much mountain dew has surpassed pepsi in terms of the sales and how much of PepsiCo is funded by Mountain Dew sales. Mountain Dew sales. It's insane because no, I don't know any other soft drink that has that kind of variations. No, I mean, yeah, we've seen multiple flavors, but not to this extent. No. We've seen You've a You've not zero. seen it on anything. We've seen a Max. We've seen a Berry. We've seen a Pepsi White, a, a Vanilla Coke, a Lime Coke, but... No soft drink has the variations that Mountain Dew has. In any from any manufacturer. That's insane. From the Coca Cola Corporation, oh. from RC, from any drinks. 
Big K yeah. from your Walmarts, Kroger's, their soda brands. Like, nobody. Nobody. There's a mountain. You there, have There is a mountain, and Mountain Dew is at the top of it. You have to respect the hell out of that. Like, I don't like Mountain Dew as a drink, but I respect the heck that it is the Titan. It is. It's, it has become... It's the top of the food chain. It's like, If we were to go to war... If, if we were to personify these soft drinks and they were to actually fight as if it was like the end of Avengers Endgame, Mountain Dew would outnumber every other army. Yes. With its variants. Yes. I kind of respect the game, man. <laughs> wow. It's, it's crazy, though. It really is. I mean, you don't really think about it. I mean, because growing up, I mean, yeah, we've had a couple different ones that we've been able to experience and stuff like that. And yeah, we remember them. Yeah. But if you're not like a huge Oh as the as people that are members of this site, this do the 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 do nation. Yeah, the do nation or, or, or whatever. Yeah. That's a fan that's a fandom that I I mean, I think I'm a nerd. Right. With my love of Lord of the Rings and Marvel and D C and all that, but a soft drink. Yes. Wow. And one that's it's that I mean it it's not the best for you. If if you are going to advertise anything to a specific age group, do it with Mountain Dew. Yes. Do it with the Dew. Do it with the Dew. And we have done the Dew. We have done the Dew. We at this point we have officially done There we have not there is no try. Only Mountain Dew. <laughs> yes, we have we have done the Dew at this point. Fun stuff, man. Absolutely. As far as some of the different things that like beyond the flavors the specific time releases, um, how many different products, the fact that there was a an unofficial Code Red before Code Red was actually a thing, and the first variation of Mountain Dew that was produced once but never produced again, the fact that they used crowdsourcing for marketing campaigns and to be able to create new products... For the masses, as it were. They paved the way uh, for marketing campaigns, like other industries. I mean, yes, some other people may have done this same type of thing, but not to the capacity. And to be able to get the response that that Mountain Dew had at that point in time. Wow. Well, thank you all for tuning in uh, to uh, this two-part dive into the Dew and uh, the, basically the, the legend, true legend, that has become the Mountain Dew name. All started right down the road in Knox County, Tennessee. It's crazy to think. A 20, 25, 30-minute drive. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to check out the Studio 66 website, the Tennessee Legend website. We still have those online sales going on right now. This is the last day of the 40% off online, so get your orders in before December 11th so you can guarantee to have it for Christmas. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. B, this has been great. We'll catch you on the next one. Cheers to you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Between Two Barrels. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, Make sure to like, 
follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. To do so, search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66, for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com, where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts, as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts, and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via SpeakPipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. However you go about it, make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. <laughs>